Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 16. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, we spoke about the three little words that keep us stuck and derail our decluttering efforts, just in case. So far, we've spoken about several roadblocks to decluttering, how much we've paid for something, how long we've owned it, the memories attached to it, thinking we might use it someday, or wanting to keep it out of fear or guilt. These can be overcome by mindset shifts that we've talked about in previous episodes. But what if you have done the hard work of shifting your mindset and finally feel ready to go full steam ahead on your decluttering journey, but your family isn't anywhere close? The number one question I get when speaking to moms groups is, how do I get my spouse on board with decluttering? It's a tricky question for sure, but one that I'm happy to tackle. Based upon my own experience and the experience of others who have tread this path already, I have five simple steps to share. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. As a reminder, the five-day decluttering challenge is starting on January 2nd in my free Facebook group, tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm is where you can find us. How is this challenge different? It's for overwhelmed, busy moms like yourself who want to get in the habit of decluttering consistently with a supportive community cheering them on. If that sounds like you, please join us. I can't wait to get to know you better. Okay, so let's get started, Mama, because I know you are very curious about these five steps. First, let's get on the same page about a few foundational things. Number one, I realize that there are a multitude of relationships with significant others, but for the purposes of brevity, I'm going to use the term husband. Obviously, substitute whatever word fits your situation. Number two, I am not going to speak about kids and getting them on board with decluttering in this episode, but I will talk about this at length in future episodes, I promise. Number three, when I say we are getting our spouses on board with decluttering, I do not mean that magically they are going to start handing over all of their stuff for you to get rid of. Think about it this way. Let's say that one day you decide, after years of eating meat and dairy, you are going to become a vegan. Your husband and kids understand that you have embraced a new lifestyle, but they still want to eat their cheeseburgers and have their ice cream. 
you wouldn't expect them to completely change their behaviors overnight, right? The same is true for decluttering. Getting on board means that your spouse supports you and isn't impeding you from your journey, but doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to drastically change their behavior and certainly not overnight. So with these three foundational things in mind, let's dive into my five steps. Step number one, be clear on your why and be able to articulate it clearly to your husband. Before you even approach your husband with the news that you have decided to simplify and declutter, you need to be crystal clear on your why and be able to explain it clearly. Is it more time to spend with your family or to be able to start the business that you've always dreamed of? Is it your mental and emotional health or your physical health due to the stress and anxiety that clutter is causing you? Is it the energy that you spend constantly having to look for things, to shift piles around, to clean up only to turn around and see mess all around you? Energy that could be used to pour into what actually matters? If you listen to episode eight, you have heard a variety of scientific studies about clutter. If your husband appreciates facts and figures, he might be interested in learning more about clutter's role in stress, anxiety, physical health, and more. Even if you aren't referencing scientific studies, be clear on how clutter is affecting you personally in your day-to-day life. How much time does it take you to tidy the house on a daily basis? How long did it take you to find your son's favorite stuffed animal the other day? Do you like one mom shared with me, stay in your car when you get home because you dread the chaos and disorder on the other side of the door? Be vulnerable and honest with your husband about what clutter is stealing from you. Also, be prepared to mention how it impacts your kids. As you may recall, too much stuff and too many choices impacts your kids as well. Clutter is visual stimulus overload for children, and if you are noticing behavioral issues with your kids because they're constantly in a messy environment, it is something that you and your husband both need to address. Step number two, once you have the data ready to go, think about how to appeal to your husband's values and reasoning style. It is important that at the very beginning of this conversation with your husband, you articulate that you will not be touching his stuff. I repeat, tell him clearly that you will not be touching his stuff. Remember, this is a lifestyle that you are embracing and you will set the example for your husband by focusing on your own stuff first and depending on the age of your kids and how you share responsibilities for their stuff, your kids' stuff next. When it comes to values, think about how your husband likes to spend his time and money. If he values experiences, explain how money spent on stuff you don't need or stuff that you could sell on Facebook Marketplace could go towards a family trip. If he's focused on your budget, talk about how less stuff means less time maintaining and cleaning and more time being able to cook dinner rather than resorting to fast food or takeout. As for reasoning style, does your husband make decisions more based upon emotions or facts? If emotions, you can explain how you feel like your motherhood is being hijacked by your role as a full-time stuff manager, and you feel like you can't be present with your kids who are growing up too fast. If your husband prefers facts, you can share the clutter research or other data I mentioned in step one. Step number three, 
decide the best time to talk to your husband and put it on the calendar. Up to this point, you have collected data points and have prepared your discussion for the greatest chance of your husband being receptive to what you have to say. So don't barge into the basement when he's playing a video game and demand that he turns it off. Don't blurt it out when you're so fed up with the mess that you feel like you're going to explode. Look at your calendar and find a few time options that work for you when you are also going to be in an open, receptive mood. In other words, not times of the day or month when you expect to be super low energy or moody. You can say something along the lines of, I know I've seemed a little bit stressed out lately and I can tell that it's affecting you and the kids. I have some ideas about how I want to simplify on my end and I wanted to talk to you about it. Do either of these times work for you? First of all, you are giving a hint that you are discussing something that is affecting you, but also the rest of the family. Second, using simplify doesn't cause red flags to go up like minimize or even declutter might. Finally, you're saying on my end to let him know that this is something that you are pursuing, not that you're touching any of his stuff. Okay, step number four. Approach the conversation in an open, non-judgmental way and remain flexible and open to feedback. If you are able to find a mutually agreeable time where you are both receptive to feedback and hopefully not distracted, out of the house where you're not around the clutter would be ideal, start with your why and the data that you've collected. For example, I've been feeling really stressed and overwhelmed when it comes to managing the stuff in our house. I did some research and I found out that I'm not crazy. There is a psychological connection and a physiological connection between stuff, stress, overwhelm, and the health of our family. I want our home to be a haven, a place where I can spend time with you and the kids without the nagging feeling like I should always be doing something or cleaning something up. So I'm looking at ways that I can simplify so that I'm not so overwhelmed anymore. Once you've spoken about your why and provided some data, ask your husband if he has any thoughts or feedback on your why before moving into the how. Hopefully he is supportive in understanding how clutter is affecting you and knows something needs to change. Next, you can share some ideas about how you'll move forward. Here are some recommendations. My first recommendation is that you reiterate that you will focus on your own stuff first. Then, depending on the age of your kids and the division of responsibility between you and your husband, you can talk about the kids as well. I am in charge of my boys' clothes, books, and toys, so I make the final decision about what stays and what is decluttered. My husband is not really as involved. However, if your husband wants to say, Make sure you talk about how he wants to be involved in the process. My second recommendation is to suggest an out-of-sight strategy for shared things that are rarely used. Ask if your husband would be willing to have some things out of sight in a box for 30 days but not get rid of them. Pay attention to how life feels without the items cluttering your home. Then after the 30 days, report back and ask him how he wants to proceed. If he still wants to hold on to things, don't push it. My third recommendation is to give your husband a zone that's off limits to decluttering. Rochelle Crawford, who wrote the book Messy Minimalism, suggests giving your partner a space where they can, quote, let their hoarder out. 
Perhaps this is a part of the basement designated as the man cave, or maybe your garage. While it isn't an ideal situation, I realize, your husband will hopefully recognize that clutter all over the house may be stressing you out. But if it's in a space that's off limits, you can just shut the door and not even think about it. And you may want to make him responsible for cleaning that area. Fourth, ask for support so you can get the decluttering done. See if he's willing to take the kids to the park for a few hours on a Saturday. Ask if you could have a babysitter or mother's helper come over during the day for an hour or so so you can tackle a room. Throughout the conversation, you will be getting a lot of feedback, so please remain open to it. Your husband may have some creative ideas of his own, and you want to be sure to consider them rather than shutting them down because you're so gung-ho about decluttering. That brings us to our final step, step five. Informally offer to include your husband in the decluttering process and schedule follow-up meetings to continue the discussion. If you're planning to go to the donation center every Saturday, on Friday, mention that you're going and see if he has anything to donate. Don't mention that he might want to look through his various piles and collections. Just casually mention it and move on. Also, this is not a one and done discussion. Continue the conversation and make sure to keep him updated on your progress. You will also likely have to have a discussion about what's coming into the house and how to be more intentional about purchases. Just keep that conversation open. Perhaps you could watch one of the Netflix shows or documentaries about decluttering and minimalism, or even recommend a podcast episode and send it to him for his commute. Maybe mine. You may be surprised what happens. So to recap, getting your husband on board with decluttering does not mean that he's going to hand over all his stuff and beg you to get rid of it. It also doesn't mean that you have to throw all his stuff in garbage bags while he's sleeping. In order to have a productive conversation with your husband that will get you both on the same page, I recommend first get clear on your why and collect data so you know exactly what you're going to talk about. Second, appeal to his values and reasoning style. Third, get a date on the calendar where you'll both be receptive and not distracted. Fourth, remain open to feedback throughout the conversation. And fifth, Keep the lines of communication open, scheduling follow-up conversations as needed. I hope this episode blessed you. I would love to find out more about your struggles and concerns about getting your spouse on board with decluttering. Hop on over to the free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm and let's chat about it. Next week, I will be bringing you a special conversation with Julia Ubenga from Rich in What Matters. She is going to share her story about simplifying and decluttering, and we're going to dive into decluttering our self-talk. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.